Welcome to the K Dog and Fish Show. I am Fish. I'm K Dog. And here's a great podcast idea that we had. I wish John McClain was my dad. Yeah. <laughs> John McClain, of course, the classic, iconic character from the Die Hard series, played brilliantly by Mr. Bruce Willis. Yep. And we just got, why don't you start us off like we just got in a bunch of the Die Hard Funko Pops yeah. that were released. Yeah. You want to talk about that quick and then we'll we'll delve into the into the movies. Wow. They're great pops. Yeah. I was pretty excited about them. And of course, we got Target exclusives. Yep. Shirt and combo. John McClane. Those boxes are really cool. Yeah. And then we got the GameStop exclusive Hans Gruber. Yep. Very cool also. And then just the regulars, the commons, as you want to call them, mm-hmm. uh, which are pretty cool. You know, the Al Powell is pretty cool with the Twinkies. Yeah, Reginald Vell Johnson. Yeah. Right? yeah. And the the dead terrorist on the chair is probably one of the coolest pops we've gotten in a long time. Yeah, his sweater, it says from, like, and it was right straight from yeah. the movie, right? When he sends him down in the elevator? Yeah. Ho, ho, ho. Yeah, ho, ho, ho. Now, yeah. But it doesn't say, now I have a machine gun. I think it says, now I have a gun on there. Hmm. Or no, what is it? But in the movie, I think it says, and now I have a machine, machine gun. gun. Yeah, yeah, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> that was a good Gruber. Yeah, I like, it. I like it. Yeah, I can't remember what it, it doesn't say machine gun, though. I can't remember what it, we don't have one handy. That probably would have been a good idea before to bring one in. Well, here. I mean, and you can look at all mm-hmm. the diehard pops, we have them in stock and available on kdogandfish.com, which I am proud to say in this podcast, the site is live. And pumping. So go to kdogandfish.com, check out all these diehard pops, and uh, we have great contests, we have great giveaways, you can listen to our podcasts. Uh, it's just, it's a, such a fun site. I'm so excited and proud that we, uh, how it looks. It's the site's awesome. For amazing. those of you that don't know how it works, you go on there, mm-hmm. pick some pops, yeah, put them in your cart, yeah, give us some money, <laughs> we take the money, we send you the pops. You take the pops out, Is that how retail put, them on, put them on the shelf. <laughs> And then rate us a five out of five. (laughs) (laughs) And we should say, too, uh, all regular, like, we have so many cool uh, exclusives, movie moments, really cool stuff. But all regular pops, we should also say, are always two for 30. So you got to go to your cart page and you will see that. But, uh, I mean, that's you just can't pass up on savings like that. Now we're just selling out. (laughs) Now we're just, it's like that scene out of Wayne's World. Oh, so no. All right. Move on to the podcast. Come on. So podcast. Uh, well, we are the Funko guys. we got to talk about the diehard pops. Yeah. 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 Diehard pops are awesome. And I, yeah, I mean, my favorite for sure is still the Hans Gruber. Yeah. uh, GameStop one. GameStop one is pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, if you haven't, if you're a guy and you haven't seen diehard, you literally need to turn in your man card at that point. It is Literally one of the most iconic guy movies uh, in the history of of movies. Like Die Hard is just, it's a rite yeah. of passage. You have to watch Die Hard. How could you not have seen it? Well, it depends on age too, right? I mean, mm. if you're our age, yeah, you've seen Die Hard. And if you haven't, then you need to, you know, ask us. We'll lend you the DVD or yeah. Blu-ray. <laughs> and you need to see it because it's it's just one of the best action movies of all time. We're going back to 1988 mm-hmm. for the first Die Hard movie. Um, at that point, like Bruce Willis was not that famous. No, like, he was just doing Moonlighting pretty much. Yeah, Moonlighting was like um, 1985, uh, and he had one movie role before mm-hmm. auditioning for Die Hard. He wasn't like the first choice for Die Hard. Right. And um, the, do you remember Blind Date? Oh, yeah. With Kim Basinger. And John Larroquette. Oh, that's right. John yeah. Larroquette was in that. Yeah. I totally forgot about that. movie that. was great. Yeah, Blind Date was, um, he. yeah, so Die Hard came up, and he had only been on Moonlighting, and he had only done uh, Blind Date, mm-hmm. and there were so many people up for the role of John McClane, uh, and they literally ran the gamut. I mean, yeah. the producers were talking about action movie producer superstar Joel Silver um he did oh man everything uh Joel Silver's done Predator everything. yeah he, the Lethal Weapon movies I could pull uh, him up you can pull him up oh he did Hudson Hawk too afterwards oh yeah we won't talk about that oh, yeah but anyway Joel Silver big time producer so they asked um they had Schwarzenegger in mind they had Stallone in mind they had Mel Gibson in mind there was 
so many people that were set up that were going to play John McClane and uh, Bruce Willis was literally like the last of what I read. He was the last of 3000 actors to audition for that role. Really? The very last. Oh, sorry. So that was uh, on Moonlighting. Well, okay. Yeah. Cause he was, he oh. had done nothing at that point. Yeah. When he had done uh moonlighting, he had done one episode of Miami vice really as like a walk on character. That's and cool. then he was the last of 3000 actors to nail moonlighting, which did launch his career. Yeah. I mean, him and Sybil Shepherd did not get along. I don't know if you ever remember any of the, the stories about, about that. that. Yeah. Yeah. So they like hated each other. Yeah. Um, but yeah, to that point he got moonlighting, which made him a little famous blind date. And then he had to win that, uh, role. Cause the studio was like, who's Bruce Willis. Yeah. Well, totally. Absolutely, uh, yeah. for, for Die Hard. And do you know how much he got paid to do that movie? No. At that time, it was an unheard of $5 million paycheck. For a guy who like is really? not famous, he That's got a, a lot of cash. A massive, yeah, yeah. It no, it was a huge, huge, huge uh, pay payroll to do. Dire. I mean, it it definitely paid off. Oh yeah. Do you know the entire budget for that movie mm-hmm. is twenty eight million dollars? And you gave him five. You gave him five. How did you blow up that building? I know for, for that much money. Well, actually, I also read that they uh, to save money, yeah. they used it was a fox. Uh, film okay yeah. and they used uh the fox uh he- nakatomi towers yeah is actually the fox uh, headquarters in, oh, uh, in, that's kinda cool. in la well they still have to blow out all those goddamn windows well that was yeah they shot out a lot of fake windows and yeah stuff. i'm just um, confirming what joel Sir- silver has produced oh man and, his uh, resume is um, pretty impressive everything so yeah. yeah we'll leave it at that so and um, a lot of bruce willis stuff and so diehard obviously so. oh yeah 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 but we'll yeah predator you. lethal weapon and then going back to commando yeah and then it passed that i mean obviously he just kept going with diehard 2 hudson hawk ricochet last boy scout lethal That's weapon 3 demolition Silver. man yeah you know keep going and going fair He's game an action guy fair game is that the wait Cindy don't tell me don't oh i'm sorry i was gonna do it assassins yeah yeah Oh man! Back in the day. Anyways, all right, keep going. That's so, Joel Silver. Joel Silver, Joel yeah. Silver yeah. had this project. Actually, I heard this really, really funny story, um, and then I had to confirm it to ch- see if it was true. Mm-hmm. But the a novel, I had to. Look, it's called Nothing Lasts Forever, okay. and it was a sequel to another mo- um, novel called The Detective. Mm-hmm. That movie was made, The Detective, mm-hmm. in uh, in the '60s, and it was starred Frank Sinatra. So they were uh, contractually obligated to offer any future roles of that character based on that novel to Frank Sinatra. So they had to send him the script to Die Hard, and he was legally obligated to be offered first choice to play the character. (laughs) He was 73 years old. That'd be awesome. (laughs) Smoke hanging out of his mouth, just like John McClane sipping on some scotch. You know, who are these? Yeah, huh? Uh, so they had That's to offer the mm. role of John McClane to Frank Sinatra, who obviously yeah. turned it down because he's seventy three years old. Oh, uh, but I would have taken it just to f- with him. I'd be like, yeah, okay, I'll be there. I'll be there Monday. I'll see you fellas on the set of Sammy Davis Jr. All right, Sammy Davis Jr. is coming. <laughs> I think he was dead yeah. at that point. <laughs> better, better give him a, he likes his he likes a big trailer uh, you know? that was really funny and at one yeah. point i guess clint eastwood owned the rights to that novel in the 80s yeah and was going to star and direct it himself and then that didn't really turn out and they thought of like charles bronson uh burt reynolds uh paul newman Mm. Uh, like early, I think it was uh, late seventies, early eighties. Sammy and Davis Jr. could have played Argyle, the limo driver. There you go. That'd been awesome. You're talking in the Sinatra version. Yeah, the Sinatra <laughs> version, man. You know, you know, Dean Martin could have played uh, the police chief. Now, also, I'm envisioning um, this. So, not only was Bruce Willis pretty new, but Alan Rickman. I don't know if you knew this. That was his first movie ever. Mm, I didn't know that. Yeah, first no. Hollywood uh, thing. He was doing um, a play. He was doing Dangerous Liaisons, mm. and Joel Silver and the director uh, John McTiernan, mm-hmm. they saw him playing the villain on in this uh, Broadway show, hmm. and said, "That's Hans Gruber," and they yeah, convinced cool. uh, Alan Rickman 
uh, to come and do that. Really? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He'd never done uh, movie or television or anything. Hmm. Yeah. More, he was more a theater actor, I guess, at that point. Yeah, he was a theater guy. Gotcha. And gotcha. but he did the the role of the villain in mm-hmm. that play so well that they asked him. They said, "Oh, he needs to be Hans Gruber." He's also mm-hmm. not German. Yeah, but he studied with like a dialect coach and and got the accent to what like people say is just he nailed the. Oh yeah. English speaking version of of this of the German accent, yeah, uh, really well. Even though he is um, British, hmm. yeah, yeah. Rest in peace, by the way. We lost yeah. Alan Rickman last year. We did, yeah. And um, it was actually, I think, it would have been his birthday yesterday at the time of this recording of this podcast. Hmm. And Bruce Willis's uh, birthday is next month. Oh, there you go. Do you know how old he's going to be? I don't want to know how old. It's. Re- I, I, it actually shocked me. He's going to be 64. Really? Yeah. He. Huh. I did not think he was that old. Huh. Well, you know. yeah. He pulls it off, man. Well, yeah. He's he's still going. Yeah. 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 But uh, so anyway, back to Die Hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about the budget. Mm-hmm. Uh, box office wise, incredible. For yeah. 1988, it did 83.5 million domestic, uh, 57 million foreign for a... Uh, Total worldwide of 141 million off of a 28 million dollar budget. Yeah, and I literally remember. launched. Yeah, Bruce Willis into like superstardom. Eh, not really. Really? Not, not yet. Well, I mean, not not. Yeah. He did a bunch of movies. I mean, we can get to that. I've got a bunch of notes on that. He didn't but. do. He didn't really take off till after Die Hard Two. Because mm-hmm. between Die Hard One and Die Hard Two, the only thing he did was. Um, uh, what was that movie called? Uh, Big Country or something like that? Or he was still doing Moonlighting. Yeah, he still did Moonlighting till 89. Yeah, there was something in between, but he really didn't take off till after Die Hard 2. Right. That's why I really like Die Hard 2. Yeah. Like, I, I, I really like that. Not better than Die Hard 1. I mean, everyone likes Die Hard. The, the original yeah. Die Hard is the best Die Hard, but I really like Die Hard 2 because he wasn't that huge star yet. Yeah. No, you know what? You're right. Uh, he didn't really do anything between he was still doing moonlighting and actually had to go back during shooting of mm-hmm. Die Hard because they were still filming moonlighting. Yeah. Um and they had to actually I read this in country, too, that's what it was. In country. In country, yeah. They had to beef up other characters' roles in Die Hard because Bruce Willis was away from set a little longer than they wanted to mm-hmm. do moonlighting. So more characters got more lines and more scenes. Oh yeah, that's cool. Because yeah. of that, oh, it right. wasn't originally uh, set that way. Yeah, it was um, after Die Hard too that he then went on a tear of like yeah a ton of movies. Yeah, well, and by that time yeah. too, because Die Hard two was nineteen ninety, mm-hmm. Moonlighting ended in eighty nine, and he was just well, I'm a movie star now. Yeah. So he did Die Hard two, and then yeah, that now I'm launched him off string of movies. Uh, um, some of them really. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, well, we'll get to that. Yeah. yeah. So, but, but, now, you know. the director from the first one, John McTiernan, right? Uh, he directed Predator, mm-hmm. The Hunt for Red October, mm-hmm. um, Thomas Crown Affair, the 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 remake with uh, Pierce Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. Now he did. He also directed a couple of turds like mm-hmm. Last Action Hero and Rollerball, but mm, Rollerball. Oh, Rollerball. Yeah. You remember when yeah. people tried to make Chris Klein? Uh, is that that's his name, right? American Pie. Yeah, it was Chris Klein. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Chris, yeah, I, I think, think so. so. I looked that up. Yeah, but remember when people tried to make him? Yeah, more than just American Pie guy. Yeah, but he was never an actor to begin with. No, he wasn't. No, no, no they just yeah. they found him at an Arby's or something. Like he was <laughs> an Arby's. getting a beef and cheddar and just you know enjoying himself. And they were I don't like, think that's a factual. We're going to put you in American Pie. That's a fact. <laughs> he said Arby's. At an Arby's. Look it up. I know he was completely yeah. unknown, but yeah, he was unknown before yeah. American Pie. But uh, I, I mean, I like him. I mean, yeah. I think he's okay. I mean, he's great in American Pie. But yeah, Rollerball was bad. Last the, Action um, Hero. We could do a whole podcast about Last Action Hero because that was like the ultimate bomb, right? Uh, if we were to do another podcast mm. about like your 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 big misses, yeah. you know, a films that one's right up there. They just Last they, they really sh- you know took a shot at that one. Yeah, that budget was huge. Yeah, and that movie just it just wasn't a good movie. It's like movies that people lost jobs. Yeah, you know, like it was the Prince yeah. of Persia of the nineties. 
<laughs> the Gilia. The Gilia of the nineties. Yeah. Anyways. Um so back yeah. on Die Hard yeah. 2. Is, yeah, he's he's, uh, he's, he's yeah, great. Awesome. And he came back and directed uh Die Hard Three. Yeah, I thought he was there for two, but you told me he wasn't. No, Die Hard Two director was uh another action mastermind, Rennie Harlan. Mm. Who directed Cliffhanger, Long Kiss Goodnight? He actually ended yeah. up marrying Gina Davis, if memory serves. Yeah. Um, Deep Blue Sea. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rennie Harlan is great, but John McTiernan, um, yeah, I mean, his biggest thing before this was Predator. Yeah. And um, so, oh, and the cinematographer mm-hmm. on the first Die Hard, uh, before he became a director himself, was Jean DeBon. Okay. If you know that guy's name, I mean, he directed, uh, he went on later in the 90s. He directed Speed. Mm. He directed Twister. Cool. So, like, this is a reel between Joel Silver, John McTiernan, and Jean DeBon. Yeah. I mean, you've got a powerhouse of guys that know how to make an action movie. Yeah, so, no wonder it's successful. It was huge. Yeah. yeah the first yeah. Die Hard was just so amazing. I mean, there's yeah. so many. We could talk probably the whole, I want to go through all the Die Hards here. Right. I mean, this is why. We love John McClane and what was what this podcast is all about. Right. But we could probably talk forever about how amazing the first movie is. Mm-hmm. It's just so much fun. There's that comedy to it. That that slime ball that worked in Holly Gennaro's office. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That guy. Yeah. And his is I did read that that line where he's talking and trying to convince Gruber and he goes, Hans, Booby. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's like that was completely um ad libbed. Really? Yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, uh, the, I've seen the first Die Hard movie so many times, it's ridiculous. Like, it's just, I can't even... If you had to one pick your favorite two. part, In number the, one. Uh, oh, that's hard. Uh, oof, I don't know. Uh, I think when he when he blew up, when he actually took the C4, attached it to the, oh, yeah. to the chair, yeah. you know, Take this Jumped under under window. take this under advice, jerkweed or whatever, and he wrapped it around and threw it down the <laughs> the elevator chute. Uh, that was probably my favorite scene actually in the movie. Actually, yeah. it's yeah. funny you said that because yeah. because of how integral the elevator scene was mm-hmm. in the first Die Hard movie. Yeah, they purposely make sure every Die Hard film yeah has a action sequence or a or a very important plot point that involves an elevator. Really? Yeah. If you look back and you watch the other ones, yeah, each movie has um, something to do with uh, an elevator, a, a, a key sequence that involves an elevator. Yeah, huh. I read that in uh, in the trivia and stuff. Well, number two, he sneaks, he he goes up top of the elevator. I think that's how he got out onto the runway. I think. Yeah, when I, that plane was going to crash. I yeah, think. and in number happened. number three, I mean, I'm skipping ahead. He's yeah. he's. Riding up with the the, I remember he called them like the German NBA All Stars or something like that. Like oh he, yeah, no, they're going down. They're going, oh, they're going, they're going down. Into the oh, into the vault, into yeah. the gold reserve. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But each yeah each movie involves a critical action sequence that involves an elevator, only yeah. because of the success of the first movie. Huh, that's totally interesting. Um, yeah. Also, just jumping back to the the slime yeah, ball guy. Way ahead. Yeah, all right. Back back <laughs> back to the first one. All right. The actor, his name is. Uh, I looked it up is just now. His name's Hart Bachner. Okay. Uh, his character is, was Harry Ellis mm-hmm. uh, that does the uh, ad lib line. The funny part about that is he is the son of another actor, Lloyd Bachner, and he starred with Frank Sinatra in that original movie, The Detective. Uh-huh. Cool. That's kind of cool. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. 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 Um, also, okay. So, and I don't want to talk about this like at, at great length, but yeah. just briefly. There's so much to be said about the first Die Hard movie. Right? Is it a Christmas movie? Well, it's set at Christmas, so I mean, it's it's, it's like a, there's it's such a, a debate. It's about a constant that. argument, but I mean, yeah, whatever. It's set at Christmas, so it was number two. Yes, number two set at Christmas too. I think so. that was also done on purpose, right? And if you listen in number three, there is a lot of dialogue that references Christmas. Okay, like when that kid was stealing the candy bar, mm-hmm. and he stops him. Okay. And he goes, that kid goes, look around. It's like Christmas. There's oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, yeah. or uh, John McClane. There's not McClane, a cop in sight or something Yeah, like not that. a cop in sight. Yeah, and yeah. then John McClane also uh, makes a reference in number three, too, where they were looking for somebody, and he's like, oh, yeah, he went that way. He's a jolly guy. He's wearing a red suit. Okay. Like, there's, it's yeah, not right. taking place at Christmas, Okay, but, but they, they make cref- Christmas references. All right. Cool. And I, I just don't know. Really, if you know people, I I think to myself that first movie is 
a Christmas movie. Well, considering I, I always think it is too. So I mean, oh, okay, well, that's why I wanted yeah. to know. I was curious what your thoughts were. Yeah, no, it is. It's a Christmas movie. It's fun. I mean, we don't get a lot of action Christmas movies, so let's just go with it. All right, yeah. nice. All right, yeah. you heard it here. Yeah. Die Hard. So that's the first one. I mean, we yeah, obviously we we touched on the first one. I mean, yeah. Honestly, this whole entire podcast could be about the first one. Yeah, I mean, because now that you've asked me what my favorite scene is, now I'm thinking of two or three other scenes that I actually think are my favorite scenes. But I, don't I love that the the FBI yeah. agents. Uh, they're oh, yeah. both Johnson have the and same Johnson. name. Johnson and Johnson. Um, yeah. Yeah. Was like, it Johnson and Johnson? Yeah, it Johnson yeah, it was Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. yeah, and there was. Yeah. Uh, I'm like just... that's shampoo. <laughs> yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it, but anyways, yeah. Uh, just the stuff with. Hans, like how amazing Alan Rickman was. Yeah. Unfortunately, I, f- I do feel that did typecast him a little bit going forward mm. with the exception of, let's say off the top of my head, love actually, hmm. but he was the villain in the, in the Kevin Costner, Robin hood movie. He was yeah. a villain in Harry Potter or it mm. was a perceived villain in Harry Potter turned out to not be a villain, but mm-hmm. the way to spoil Harry Potter for me. I, you're are you going to read the books and watch the movies? I'm definitely not reading the books. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's a guarantee. what's a book? That's why they made movies. <laughs> uh, well, I, I mean, just Alan Rickman was so good mm-hmm. as Hans Gruber. Oh, he played the role perfect. There's I don't no think doubt about it. Was there other choices before? Because we I mentioned the story about them finding him on a play. But there was well, there was other choices to play Hans Gruber before that. Was there? I don't know. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see any research too about many that. Notes about that, but I don't think so. I think they. Were, I think he was kind of like this is the guy. He was the guy. The guy. I mean, I can look it up quick and see if I can. Before find they him, before they chose on Bruce Willis, though, they literally had like run the gamut of guys who could who could star in it, and a lot of people uh, turned it down. I couldn't imagine anybody else playing John McLean except for you know why even back in that day. I mean, who like. Arnold Schwarzenegger? How would that have worked? Well, they went with Bruce Willis because he looked like an average guy. Yeah. I mean, he was tough. He was a New York cop. Uh, but if it was Schwarzenegger and you're just 300 pounds of muscle, I don't think it would have been the same feeling as Die Hard gives you knowing John McClane's just a yeah. guy. He's not jacked. He's not six foot six. He He's got not... stuck in the air duct. Yeah. <laughs> he never would have crawled through the air duct. He just would have been like, <laughs> if he fell into that elevator shaft... That son of a bitch would drop like a stone. He's like, okay. he's, like he's done. I also, you know? you know what I love about the first one too is uh, I think that Bruce Willis gives it that little bit of comedy edge. Yeah. Like oh, when I he's crawling and he's like, come out to the coast, yeah, have a few laughs. laughs. Yeah, yeah. Stuff like that or some of the sarcasm with the terrorists over the walkie-talkies. Yeah. All of it. I, I think his just his personality – Sold that, whereas it's just a straight up action guy. I don't think could could have pulled that off. Yeah, just quickly skimming through a bunch of stuff. I don't see. Okay. I don't see any other choices. Choices that for Hans Gruber. So I mean, I could uh, research I'm, it more, but I don't think anyone could have played it any better. Yeah, regardless, that's the way it went. So all right. Um, any yeah. other points before we move on to Die Hard Two? Or no, I mean, I mean, I could talk about Die Hard One forever. Yeah. Um, you know, we shouldn't even call it Die Hard One. Just call it Die Hard. It's just Die Hard. It's just Die Hard. It's not Die the Hard One. Die Hard. Yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah we can go on. Uh, but All right. I mean, moving on to number two. I'm actually a huge fan of number two, and even when I'm trying to rank where they fall in terms of my so-called favorite. Yeah. Like, number- if you cho- I gun to yeah. your head, what's yeah. your? Give me your. Well, order. You're always gonna watch the original. Yeah. It's just so good. Die Hard's number one. Yeah. It's between two and four as my next one, but I think I think it's two. I still think it's two. Yeah, because I think it's still the true John McClane character. Yeah, he hasn't broken off to that major, you know, celebrity yet. He's also when you get to Die Hard Three, he's a lot older. Yeah, it's quite still, a gap between yeah, uh, he, two and three. He's yeah. still kind of like John McClane. He's you know in the airport scene where he's he's got the sweater and everything else. It's very yeah. reminiscent of the first one. Yeah. So I liked that's where I liked the, the connection between the two. Yeah. Whereas number three, you're going in a whole different gamut. Yeah, and yeah. they switch, you yeah. know, from yeah, it's 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 the first Die Hard movie that actually takes place. We're jumping ahead. That's yeah. number three, but first Die Hard movie that takes place where he's actually from. Right, it takes right. place in New York where right. he's a cop. Mm-hmm. I like the fish out of water element yeah. that he's in L.A. trying to get his wife back in the first one. Yeah, and he's in uh, in yeah. Dulles uh, Airport yeah. in Washington D.C. Right. for the second one. Yeah. 
And so that sort of, you're not from here, let yeah. us handle it. And yeah. then he's the one that actually has to save the day. Yeah. Does give you more of a diehard feeling. Yeah. And, he, uh, and he's got one. his lines, his one liners of, you know, how does this happen? You know, the so, same guy, same guy twice or whatever. And <laughs> yeah. You know, and it, over and over again. So you know, yeah. I, I really enjoyed uh, the second one. I enjoyed the twists and turns. I enjoyed the, even the villains in that. I thought were great. Oh yeah, um, uh, Robert name off top Patrick. Of yeah. Robert Patrick. Robert Patrick. Yeah. Was, yeah, he was great. in uh, great villain. You know, yeah. and uh, again, good supporting cast. That uh, Al Powell was in it again, which is mm-hmm. great. Um, yeah, I mean, well, I, actually, you know. sorry, Robert Patrick played one of the head guy's goons. William Sadler played the villain. Yeah, I was thinking, Robert Patrick villain. was the guy from he Terminator was in it. Two. Yeah, but he was in it. Yeah, but he was yeah, he was a goon. Yeah, yeah. he was a goon. Yeah, and um, yeah, William Sadler. William Sadler yeah. was the villain. Yeah. yeah. So, and um, so we said the second one uh, uh, that came out July 1990. We're talking mm-hmm. summer blockbusters here. Die Hard yeah. was also a summer '88 movie, mm-hmm. and. Budget on that went up, yeah, seven seventy million, which oh. still low. Got a crash, a, got a crash right? a plane. Cashing, crashing a lot of stuff, blowing yeah. stuff up. Ain't cheap. Um, Gas ain't cheap. It did make even more money. Yeah, um, not the most successful in the franchise, but mm. it beat the first movie, which for sequels is mm-hmm. very impressive. It did yeah. one hundred and seventeen million domestic. Mm-hmm. We're talking about nineteen ninety. These are yeah. big numbers. Yeah, huge yeah, numbers. Big cash. Yeah. Yeah. 122 foreign for a 240 million dollar uh haul at the box office worldwide on a 70 million dollar budget. Yeah. They are That's some good cheddar. I remember too, I think they upped his pay too. He got seven and a half million for Die Hard too. Yeah. Which well, again kind of have to. Big you know? money for yeah, you're giving five million for the first one. Yeah. You know, well, you like, can't drop it. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> you want me to come back? You know? Better put a little more meat on the bone. Uh I also read too that uh, because of Bruce Willis's uh, ad libs in the mm-hmm. first uh, movie, mm-hmm. that Rennie Harlan for the second one gave him carte blanche. Like okay. he was, he was kind of doing that on his own in the first movie. It yeah. wasn't requested of him. Yeah, and some a lot of it stayed in the film. Yeah, because it just worked. It was hilarious. Yeah, so he actually uh, uh, Rennie Harlan gave him full reign. To ad lib in the second one, mm, that's cool, which is really cool. Yeah, Bruce Willis's one liners are pretty funny, you know. Yeah. So, and I, I really enjoyed the, uh, the janitor. Yeah, he, he, he is so great. Yeah, yeah I he, do love the janitor. He has awesome timing in it, like when he found the coat. Yeah, and Bruce Willis is like, oh, he was all excited because the walkie-talkie was in there, and the janitor's like, well, if you're, you're, you're that excited, why don't you give me twenty bucks for it? <laughs> Bruce Willis is like, how about I don't kill you. Man knows how to bargain. <laughs> yeah. I always remember that scene. I was like, that guy's hilarious. That janitor's yeah. got timing, you know? Yeah. So, Great it, cast. Yeah. yeah. There yeah. was uh, the guy that played the uh, the head of the airport, mm-hmm. uh, who's actually a U.S. senator. I yeah. don't have his name in front of me. I know um, exactly who you're talking about, but I don't know his name off the top of my head. Yeah, he was an, yeah. He was an actor, but he's also a, U, uh, a congressman He's a, or a senator in the States. I can't remember the guy's name off the top of my head, but yeah, very distinct voice. He's done a lot of of TV and film, but well, I, just, I remember I, now that you got me thinking about this. I'm remembering one of the guys in can't remember. Anyways, one of the goons, okay, was yeah, he was one of the goons is meat from, from Porky's. Porky's. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. one that gets the ice, yeah, uh, the I, icicle, icicle in the eye. I just that just popped into my oh, head. Oh yeah, yeah, I totally remember that. Yeah. I remember watching, yeah, because we're we're. Yeah. In our forties, we're old. Porky's is yeah. like one of those movies that we saw as teenagers that yeah. just blows your mind because it's the the subject matter that Porky's was. Yeah, so it sticks with you. Yeah. So when you are watching Die Hard, looking back on that movie, by the way, it wasn't as bad as it was. Like, oh my god, Porky's. Well, you for know? the nineteen early nineteen eighties, that yeah. was very taboo. Yeah, I guess but so. Yeah. I'm. I I remember watching Die Hard too. Yeah. And going, holy. Yeah. That's meat That's from meat. Porky's. Yeah. I, I, for some reason, that they just took an ice icicle in the eye. Yeah. yeah, that was yeah. a cool way to kill a villain too. I'd yeah. never seen that before. Yeah, he got really killed. An icicle right, yeah. right in the eye. That'll happen. Uh, the actor I was thinking of was uh, I looked it up. Fred Thompson, Fred Dalton Thompson, mm. who played the head of the um, mm-hmm. the airport. Gotcha. He was also oh, he's in the Hunt for Red October. Mm. But yeah, he was. Uh, he's a U.S. Uh, here we go. Oh yeah, senator. Yeah. I was right. Yeah, yeah. But that that was such a great cast. Uh, 
the janitor was played by a guy named Tom Bauer. All right. Marvin. Marvin. And you had Dennis yeah. Franz, uh, John oh, Amos. Yeah, John, yeah, yeah. John, John Amos, Amos is yeah. famous for being a tough TV dad, but yeah. he was the he was the he played Grant. He was the head of the uh, team was secretly working for the with yeah. the bad guys that yeah. brought in the 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 army guys, yeah, the they Marines, were the special forces team that was yeah. yeah yeah. And some people came back. I mean, uh, Reginald Vell Johnson had a cameo. Yeah. Uh, of course, uh, Bonnie Bedelia. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, John McClane's a strange wife, uh, yeah. Holly Gen- Gennaro, yeah. and was the TV on the plane was back. He was on the plane too. Oh, William Atherton. Yeah, he was yeah. on the plane. Yeah. What a dick! Yeah. That guy yeah. has that guy ever not played a dick? No, he's done well for himself, just being a dick. Being a dick. Yeah. Uh, Ghostbusters. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Biodome. Oh my God, Biodome! I can't believe I just brought up Biodome. Oh my! God. And that was off the top of my head. I didn't even look that up. Oh I knew he God. was the he was the dick. In It'd be it. so weird if you met this guy and he was really nice. He'd be like, "This is weird." Yeah, William Atherton. Yeah. You're just known for being a you're dick. You're just a dick. I don't even I don't even know you, but you're just a dick. I'd be like, so I'm totally thrown off. You're you're nice. It's weird. We might have to change the name of this podcast to <laughs> William Atherton is a dick. <laughs> well, I mean, yes kind of mean uh, but i mean hey, hey whatever you know i'm sure he's a nice guy I'm sure he's a nice guy maybe he's a real dick i don't know, you know? I don't, he all he does the guy just plays a super jerk all the time but think about it if then he's typecast and, and he's, that's, that's what he really is he's like this is the easiest job i've ever had in my that's life it's not even acting it's not even acting I'm we just, didn't even ask him to show up he's just like i read the in variety yeah. you're looking for a dick and i just showed up <laughs> exactly here you go <laughs> yeah all right uh, yeah. anywho anyways um <laughs> That's Angry really, email coming our way. That's really funny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so one thing I I loved about Die Hard Two was um, the general that they're trying to his plane is coming in, yeah. and that's Esperanza. why Esperanza. Oh, good, yeah. nice memory. On I've that watched one. Die Hard Two a lot. So if you remember, they uh, William Sadler actually says what country he's the general that he's from. Mm-hmm. It was uh, Valverde. Okay, which. Watching as a as a teenager, like whatever, it doesn't whatever it doesn't mm. matter. That's a fictitious place. Okay, and not only is it a fictitious place, but it was the fictitious place that the uh, bad guys from Commando, okay, were. Oh, from. really? That's you cool. know, it's like a, yeah. a fake South American country huh. that um, the Commando or Schwarzenegger was infiltrating to get his daughter back. Yeah. That fake place is the same fake place that this general's from. Okay. And Joel Silver produced both of those movies. Ah. That's why. It's making up fake countries. Yeah. Valverde. Cool. Ah, that's cool. Anyway. Oh, huh. and the same uh, screenwriter, too, uh, Stephen E. D'Souza. Mm-hmm. He wrote the screenplays for Die Hards 1 and 2 and Commando. Hmm. So him writing the screenplays, that makes sense. He's coming up with a fictitious uh, yeah. South American country that the general's from, from the same movie as Commando. Yeah, that's cool. Anywho. Right. Nice. Any other uh, points you want to touch on with Die Hard 2? Uh, not really. I mean, I think we touched on it pretty good. It's I, just I did really, I did really enjoy it. Again, I think because it's so close to the first one, the connection's there for me. So Yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed it too. Moving on to three, I mean, we're jumping, what, seven years? Uh, five. Yeah, there was uh, Die Hard 2 is 1990, yeah. and Die Hard 3, which is actually called Die Hard uh, yeah. with a Vengeance. With a Vengeance, yeah. Uh, there was a lot of movies. Uh, yeah, we're talking five years. 1995 was the third one, mm-hmm. and there were not all great for Bruce mm-hmm. in that no. span. He had uh, Bonfire of the Vanities. Okay. Uh, Mortal Thoughts. Do you remember? Oh God! Yeah, he did it with Demi Moore only because they were they actually got married at at that time. Mm. So he was they did that movie together. Mm. They should have filmed the ceremony, released it in theaters. Probably would have made more money than Mortal than Mortal Thoughts. Yeah, Uh, Hudson Hawk. Yeah, that bombed big time. Yeah, it was a seventeen million dollar domestic haul, like total total. Yeah, and the budget was sixty five million. Yeah, I remember that movie. Was it was so bad? Danny Aiello. Who else was in that? I don't remember. It was bad. I just remember Bruce Willis was always singing. It was a singing, he was a singing thief. Yeah. It was just awful. Yeah, it was a bad movie. Really bad movie. Bad movie. Uh, Billy Bathgate. 
Also again. took a bath. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm bump. Yeah. A $15 million domestic haul and a $48 million budget. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one actually did make money, and I it's one of my favorite all time Bruce Willis movies, uh, yeah. The Last Boy Scout. Oh, yeah. Classic. Yeah. Him Love and it. Uh, it was a Damon Wayne. Damon Wayne. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That to me, like, that movie yeah. is so much fun. It's yeah, such Boy a Scout. buddy action movie. Yeah. Last yeah. Boy Scout is awesome. Uh, yeah. What else we got here? Death Becomes Her. Another bomb. Uh, no, it made money, mm, but just it? not a great, mm. not a great movie. Yeah, 149 million worldwide. Mm, not really? bad. That's yeah. surprising. Uh, did bomb uh, though. 93 striking distance. Oh, I remember that movie. <laughs> Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the was that was it bad? Was that bad? It was pretty bad. Oh. I thought it was good. It turned out the it's one guy, of those movies you think is good, and then you rewatch it, and you're like, "Yeah, this is." Yeah, yeah if I were to rewatch, and I have watched Striking Distance in thirty yeah. years, but if I if I did, isn't it, he like a water marshal or something like that? I want to, yeah, Coast Guard, water mar- not a water marshal. What's a what's a water marshal? <laughs> <laughs> we're in trouble. Better call the water marshal. No, no, I'm just making shit up now. <laughs> the water. Marshal. He's a water marshal. Ugh, that All sounds right. more badass. This seems like it's made up. Shut up, Bruce. Just go with it. We're giving you $15 million. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, You're going to make out with Sarah Jessica Parker and we're giving you $15 million. Yeah. You're a water marshal. Take it. You're a water marshal. Shut it. Okay. <laughs> that was such a bad like yeah. murder mystery movie that the surprise twist ending, uh, and I remember the, the guy that played the villain. Okay. Uh, I can't remember what TV show he was famous for, and you never... It was just, it was just bad. It was, uh, it's not a great movie. I don't remember it. I don't remember it at all, to be honest. I with actually but. gotta, I gotta look up because it's bugging me now. The guy that it was like a, a twist ending, and it was like a buddy of his who's also a water marshal. Listen, <laughs> if we didn't have water marshals, okay, uh, I gotta go back. It'd be to anarchy it. on the water. Anarchy. Yeah, while I'm looking this up, the next movie he did before uh, Die with a Vengeance was a huge hit. It was Pulp Fiction. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And also- Pulp Fiction was, what, 94, I think, right? 94. 94, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, which launched, I mean, he, I I don't want to say launched him back. I mean, that that brought John Travolta back to the mainstream, theoretically. Yeah, I don't think it was a comeback for for Bruce. Bruce was a huge star. It was John Travolta that he made. And I think really- Kind of launched Samuel Jackson up, yeah, to a level. Who then Bruce Willis uh, requested him to star in Die Hard yeah. Three, uh, Die with a Vengeance because of of Pulp Fiction. That makes sense. I'm just looking up. You didn't oh. talk about Color of Night though. That was oh, it's kind. I got this on my list because I mean I was that was doing, one uh, of my favorite Bruce Willis. Movies. I was going back to the uh, the guy from his name. He died actually. His name's Robert Pastorelli. Mm-hmm. There's this. Oh my god. You totally god. remember that I guy. I know that right? guy. Yeah. Yeah, he was the uh the guy the twist ending at the uh at the end of uh striking distance where it turned out he was the serial killer. So oh. it's so bad, man. Still don't remember. He was uh, he had a small role in Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He played yeah. Vinny in Beverly yeah. Hills Cop. Yeah. Actually, you just rewatched Eraser. I did. He he's, was in he's Eraser. He's in that. Yeah. yeah. That movie was not good. I'm trying to think of the TV show. I'm so bad for that. It comes on AMC, and I'm just like, oh, I want to watch this. And then I watch, and it's got commercials. I watch it with commercials, <laughs> and it's bad. And I just keep watching it for with the same commercials reason. on AMC, thinking it's going to get better. That was not a good movie. I'm trying to remember the TV show that that guy was really like on for. Wasn't that guy on Jump Street? I'm trying to look it up. Oh, he, no, he looks a lot like Richard Grieco. That's why I was thinking that. He did so much TV, but it was all like one episodes. Barney Miller, TJ Hooker, mm. uh, like all this. There was a TV show where he was like thus one of the main side characters. I can't see it right now. But then when he was in the the uh, uh, striking distance, I was just... I don't. I'm gonna have to watch that movie just to see how bad it is. Even though you just ruined the ending for me. Oh uh, well, I'm I'm pretty sure you won't be. Uh, oh, uh, there it is, Murphy Brown. Oh yeah. He yeah, was yeah. on. He was on Murphy Brown for 158 episodes. That's, there you go. That's right. TV show I knew him from because mm. Murphy Brown was on the air during Striking mm. Distance. There you go. Okay. There we go. No, it was yeah. bugging me. I had to look that up. I don't think I really watched Murphy Brown that much. You weren't so. a big Murphy. You weren't a Candace Bergen fan. <laughs> No, she didn't do it for you. Doesn't float my boat. <laughs> Doesn't float my boat. 
Um, Does it put the hue in the stew? I don't like the. Yeah, we've already discovered you love Hugh Jackman, yeah. but that's yeah. uh, not uh, not so much Candace Bergen. Nope. Uh, so Pulp Fiction, yeah, I mean, huge hit. He had a bunch of bombs in between Die Hard Two and Die Hard Three, right? But Pulp Fiction was definitely one of the massive hits. I mean, critically, we're talking Oscar nominations. Well, yeah. Not for Bruce, but for best screenplay and Tarantino. Uh, I mean, it was just a amazing. Was movie. that Tarantino's next movie after Reservoir Dogs? Yeah, or was there something in between that? No, uh, I think uh, there was. Shoot, the one with uh, Christian Slater. I don't know if that was before. I think it was before Pulp Fiction. Which one was that? Uh, uh, romance. Uh, oh, True Romance. True Romance. That was Tarantino. Yeah, he wrote the screenplay. Oh, I was thinking directing. Oh, directing. Yeah, it was. Yeah, Reservoir Dogs, and okay. then and then Pulp Fiction. Uh, yeah, Tarantino. Oh, that's uh, yeah. hey, that's. I like the way you said that. It sounded like a spaghetti sauce. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> <laughs> he would make he's that's a very italian spaghetti sauce kind of last name there yeah you can't go wrong yeah. feed your kids tarantino yeah <laughs> uh it's marketing 101 right there uh yeah reservoir dogs and then he directed pulp fiction he yeah. did write true romance uh true romance but okay. did not direct it all right so yeah, it was Tarantino's second uh, directorial gotcha. uh, film did 213 million worldwide it was mm. a massive Massive hit. And then right before uh, Die Hard 3, Bruce did, uh, he had a small role in uh, Nobody's Fool, which I love that that movie, movie. Paul Newman. Yeah. And then there, we have to have a brief discussion about 1994's Color of Night. Yeah. It's good. If you have, if those fans listening, if you've never (laughs) heard of Color of Night, for the love of everything holy, try and find it and watch it. It is basically <laughs> You're not just, getting it on Blu-ray. No, you're not going to be able no. to find it on Blu-ray. You no. can get it on a very sticky VHS. Yeah. <laughs> Go um, down to your local blockbuster. <laughs> the, You'll find it in the $5 bin. Oh, my gosh. Or the 3 for I, 10 Yeah, well, yeah. if you can get it, go to a blockbuster. Yeah. But the – so it's basically just a softcore porn. Color of I don't know. I think it was. I thought it was pretty good. I thought, you thought it, it was genius. I thought it was a pretty good story. I thought they made a pretty good f- picture. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I can't believe you. <laughs> I love that. So this yeah. chick, Jane, the actress was uh, Jane March. Yeah. Basically, never done anything. She's, a, I think, a French actress. She was like 21 years old. Yeah. Bruce was like pushing 40. Yeah. And it was just like I'm gonna bang this girl. For the better part of two hours, Scott Bakula might show up, and then we'll throw in, uh, oh, hey, Bruce, we can't just shoot you banging this girl for two hours. He's like, uh, we'll make it like a, even, a murder mystery. I don't even remember that, anything about that movie. Oh, it was awful. Wasn't there a lot of full frontal nudity, though? A little? <laughs> I think there's a lot. There's a lot. Hmm. There's Bruce everything, and hmm. then her, and then him and her. It's hmm. just, it's nonstop. I don't even know what they were trying to to do. Were they trying to do, because this would have been after Basic Instinct, hmm. and like do it a harder R Basic Instinct? Yeah, but Basic Instinct had an amazing storyline. Yes, this did yeah. not. Yeah. No. So, yeah. no. Really bad. I'll Color re- of Night. To rewatch that. Yeah, you you enjoy that. Yeah. You won't be watching it for the plot. Um <laughs> and it yeah it was a huge bomb like it only did 19 million in box yeah. office it was basically bruce was just like i need to vacate before i shoot die hard three so yeah. i'm just gonna i'll do this you guys will pay me and i'm yeah. just gonna have sex with this chick for two hours i want to sh- show the world my dick yeah i'm pretty sure he did several he's times well, he's proud of it that's you know yeah. he's like listen <laughs> he calls I'm bruce it- willis if I want to show it. my dick, I'm going to show my dick. All right? He nicknames it the Nakatomi Tower. Hey, <laughs> Like, come on. You know? Um, Listen, all right. I'm Bruce Willis. I can do whatever I want. Yeah, basically. Basically. If, if you're yeah. Bruce in the 90s, I mean, yeah. yeah, go for it. Yeah. Considering all these movies, they're still giving you roles. So you're doing pretty good. Yeah. I mean, he's getting paid for all these, whether they make money or not. Yeah, but okay. there's continu- there was continuous movies that did not make any money. Yeah. And you're still like, that's why... They circled back around to, oh, we should probably do another Die Hard movie, uh, Bruce. Yeah, it was you know? like, especially after Color of Night. Yeah. You know, the agent's sitting there going, listen, Bruce. 
You know, we like everything. It's all good. And I really like the dick pic. But we gotta, we gotta go. We gotta circle back around to a diehard because you're going in the wrong direction. Yeah, this is getting into a very yeah. weird yeah. direction. You're not going let's, where you want to go. Let's like, let's do another diehard, and yeah. then you can bang 21 year olds. Yeah, on you're film. literally yeah. Nicolas Cage in between National Treasures right now. Like, <laughs> you know, not that that would have been in. Oh no, they couldn't say that then. But you know no, exactly yeah, what yeah, I'm yeah. saying. We know where you are, and where yeah. you are is not a good place. No. You know? No, no. But yeah. brought it around with Die Hard 3, mm-hmm. uh, better known as Die Hard with a Vengeance. He did he, have Planet Hollywood money back then, too. So he was pretty Oh, good, my God. You know? I forgot about Planet Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. Him and Stallone and, and Schwarzenegger. There's and, a bunch of them, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Are there still Planet Hollywood? Uh, I think there's one in Niagara Falls, I think. I don't know. I don't know if they serve food anymore. I mean, cool concept. You just put a bunch of your own like movie memorabilia on the walls and yeah. stuff, but the food and was not great. Frozen and, burgers or whatever. But Yeah. For, Twenty eight fifty. Planet Hollywood. Yeah. I, I totally remember one. I think that. There's one in Niagara Falls. I think there's still I don't one think anybody in Vegas goes to too, right? With the hotel casino. Uh, you and I went Hollywood. to one in, yeah. in Vegas way back yeah. when. But that was way back when. We yeah. Went, we went to Vegas long. Oh, it's still still there. But. Yeah. But the food wasn't any good. No, that's just the point. Yeah. But, but you got to eat next to Rocky's sweaty <laughs> gym shorts. <laughs> which is awesome. Those, those were Phil Morn, by the yeah. way. Yeah. You can actually still s- smell his crotch. Well, they had the vent holes in it just so you could get the real <laughs> effect of it. You know? Oh, it's so gross. It's like, yeah, my uh, fettuccine smells like. <laughs> that smells like success. Anyways, let's All move right. on. Die we, are, we are beyond off topic here. Yeah, we're going <laughs> We're going in a weird direction. Yeah, I think we've also said the word dick. <laughs> this is it's a record. 23 times so far. This is a dick podcast. I can't bleep that many. We're leaving all yeah. those dicks All the in. dicks are staying in. Yeah, dicks are staying in. All right. We're going to yeah. get flagged on YouTube and SoundCloud. That's all right. Uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance, 1995. All right. $90 million budget. Upped mm-hmm. it from Die Hard 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was a massive haul at the box office, 366 million worldwide. Mm-hmm. It is the highest. It was actually the highest grossing film of 1995. Oh, really? Uh, worldwide, oh. not domestic, oh, but cool. worldwide total highest. And um, yeah, man, it's John McTiernan take mm-hmm. uh, came back to direct number three. I like Jeremy Irons. He's amazing. amazing yeah, and he guy. was Hans Gruber's. Brother. Brother. Simon. Older brother. Simon. Simon Gruber. The original script was actually called Simon Says. Yeah. And then uh, they changed it to fit the diehard hmm. world because there, there was an original screenplay called Simon Says with this plot. And they were looking to do another. Oh, really? Huh. Looking to do another diehard. Mm-hmm. So they uh, rewrote Simon Says to fit the diehard world mm-hmm. and renamed it Die Hard with a Vengeance. Hmm. Yeah. Cool. Really I re- cool. Yeah. I thought Jeremy Irons was awesome. Actually, yeah. uh, it's funny. The screenwriter got uh, detained by the FBI. Oh, really? Because he knew way too much about the Federal Gold Reserve. <laughs> That's a true story. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's hilarious. And he's like, uh, I researched it all from a New York Times article. Here it is. And they let him go. That's hilarious. Yeah, but they were they were very concerned. He knew way too much about the... Uh, Federal Gold Reserve. Oh, that's funny. I did read that Sean Connery was the first choice for Simon oh, Gruber. Oh, that's I that would have been. I did pretty read cool that too. somewhere. I'm not sure where I read that, but I read that somewhere. Nice. But no, he, that he is wanna, true. I did read. He that didn't want to well. play. Uh, I think they said he didn't want to play such a uh, nasty, nasty character. villain or yeah. whatever. So he did Entrapment instead. Which, uh, well, I mean, he got to hang out with Catherine Zeta Jones. I mean, it wasn't a bad move. Mid '90s Catherine Zeta Jones. Yeah, you can't. You can't beat that. That's a that's. But that movie was bad, dude. Well, that movie, was, yeah. I mean, that's but it was a, funny though because it was just a an, like really, Catherine Zeta Jones got to be in a skin tight leopard suit or whatever, and then dodge the and lasers. then dodge the lasers. Oh, yeah. I'm like, this is this is Color of Night two. Literally, yeah. well, I, <laughs> it's definitely not Color of Night two. But like, come on, like they, come uh, on. yeah, there was a an an amazing gratuitous amount of Catherine Zeta Jones yeah. backside in a, in a skin tight suit doing yeah. the doing yes. the laser maze and the sexual undertone of Sean Connery and and Catherine Zeta Jones which is funny because she's yeah. totally into old old dudes we didn't know that back then back then you're like <laughs> really and then what do you know you know yeah, hey. in real life she's dating an octogenarian yeah. and, and yeah. there you go she Anyways. married Michael Douglas yeah well what are you going to do um yeah who's so, 70 years older than him well i no that's 72 72 years old. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> I thought 
that math is. I don't mm-hmm. know. 72 years older than she is? Or, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Michael Douglas. Yeah. yeah. He's 90, 96. Douglas. <laughs> Kirk Douglas is like 120. Yeah, he's old. He's still, he's he's still, still doing us. great. Yeah. yeah. Um, I did read too that, uh, so Samuel Jackson was not the original choice. Um, Bruce Willis wanted him because of Pulp Fiction mm-hmm. and they originally wanted Lawrence, uh, Fishburne. Yeah. Yeah. You told me that. Yeah. That's, that's kind of cool. I mean, I like Lawrence Fishburne, so, but I think Samuel Jackson nailed it. Yeah. And I, I mean, if you look back at their chemistry now, the Bruce Willis and Samuel Jackson, they've done, uh, they did Unbreakable. Mm-hmm. They've done Glass that just came out. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they have a loaded chemistry weapon. loaded weapon one classic. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. That is classic. Mm-hmm. Actually. That's pretty funny. Yeah. I think Fishburne would have done a great job, but I, I don't know. I can't complain about, I think Samuel yeah. Jackson kind of ran with it. What the character's name was Zeus, right? Zeus. Zeus yeah. 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 I think he ran with it pretty well. I think it's no, good. Yeah. I, I really enjoy I actually liked three, I think more than most people. Mm. I know on your ranking, You've got one and two and four are very close to each other. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's so hard because I did love number four as well. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that mm-hmm. right away. But uh, there's something about him and Samuel Jackson and mm-hmm. the riddles. And I thought Jeremy Irons was great. Mm-hmm. I liked the plot that it was in New York. I mm-hmm. liked all of that. I, yeah. I really enjoyed number three. All right. Um, I'm not bashing it. I just, for some reason, like one and two for me is just what resonates with me with Die Hard. That's what I like. Yeah. I don't know. As actually one That's last thing about number three is mm-hmm. John. So John McTiernan came back mm-hmm. to direct it. Guess what movie he turned down in order to come back and direct this one? 1995. Just an absolute turd. Oh, Batman right. Forever. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Thank hilarious. God. Yeah. He <laughs> he turned that down. Oh, that was a good call, buddy. Yeah. 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 So now we're jumping to. So that was 1995. Right. Die Hard Four. AKA Live Free or Die Hard yeah. was in 2007. Yeah, that's a jump. So that is a years. huge jump between number 3 and number 4 mm. and Bruce like took off. Mm-hmm. We're talking Armageddon, 12 Monkeys, Fifth mm-hmm. Element, The Jackal, Mercury oh, Rising, Jackal, Six Sense. So bad. Six Sense, um, okay, I'll give you that Six one. Sense 2, okay, the Jackal is not great, but it was- The Jackal looked really good. Yeah, I can still remember. you and I saw it in the theater. <laughs> I was so excited for the Jackal, and I was like, really? Um, really killed Jack Black on that movie. Did you know that the Six Sense is the highest grossing Bruce Willis movie of all time? I could see that. Like worldwide, it did like 670 I would have thought it was, I would have gone with Armageddon, but- yeah, no, this nope. one was even more, yeah. Yeah, I guess that makes uh, sense. Six yeah. Sense was huge globally. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Whole Nine Yards, Unbreakable, oh, Hostage, Sin City. Like Hostage. Bruce, Bruce between oh, the Sin City. Mm, yeah. mid to late 90s and mm-hmm. the early 2000s, mm-hmm. he was on a pretty successful yeah. tear. Like yeah. he he did a lot of great movies. No, all those movies are, are, yeah. are watchable. You know, they're yeah. not, you know, like by well, watchable I mean, standards, I'm, I'm saying stuff that- you know, we're basing that off the dis. Basically, what you're saying is you're comparing from Die Hard two to Die Hard three. Now you're comparing from Die Hard three to Die Hard four. Basically, yeah, these are way bigger movies. Yeah, you're looking way at, more yeah, successful. That's what films. you're trying. That's yeah. what I get. I get what you're putting down. I appreciate that. Yeah, I got it now. <laughs> got it. Yeah. So then we get to 2007, and they're bringing back Live Free or Die Hard, aka mm-hmm. Die Hard 4.0. Mm-hmm. A hundred and ten million dollar budget this time. Mm-hmm. Did this is the highest grossing. A diehard film hmm. worldwide to 383 million. 12 years later, raking in the bucks, mm-hmm. uh, 134 million domestic, 249 foreign yeah. million. It's It was a big, big. You know, my favorite thing mm. uh, was Kevin Smith. Oh, I stole the whole movie. Like his yeah. character, uh, Warlock. Yeah, Warlock. Yeah. 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 And he actually, I read, he wrote a lot of his lines. Yeah. And Bruce Willis made him rewrite them really back to closer to the original because they were too funny. And yeah, he I thought heard the, they don't get along anymore. Took away from that. Well, after Cop Out, yeah, I heard they got along, and then they did Cop Out, and then since then it hasn't been. We got to uh, watch like the Kevin Smith yeah. uh, stand-ups, not not yeah. stand-ups, but you know what I mean. Yeah, his the Q and A kind of. Yeah, his Q and A talks about that. Talks yeah. about Bruce Willis. Yeah, yeah. everyone's yeah. on Bruce time. Yeah, Bruce time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Kevin Smith. Stole the whole. Movie. I mean, I I really enjoyed number four. Yeah, I liked like Timothy Oliphant. 
as the bad guy. He's yeah. awesome. Justin Long, I thought, was just a, a great character. Yes. You know? they. Uh, it's funny, too, because that wasn't first choice. Okay. The director for number four was Len Wiseman. Mm. You will know him famous for two things. Yeah. One, having sex and marrying Kate Beckinsale. Gotcha. And two... Uh, directing all of her movies, the Underworld series. Never heard of that. All Go those. back to one. Go back. <laughs> <laughs> the Underworld vampire, yeah. uh, whatever movies. So I've never watched one of those, by the way. Len Wiseman wanted Scott Speedman. Really? For the Justin Long role because of his relationship with the Underworld films. Oh, no, that wouldn't have worked. Yeah. No. And actually, Bruce Willis wanted Ben Affleck. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, because no. of Armageddon. No. And then they went with Justin Long. No, he, yeah. Justin Long was the perfect casting choice yeah. for that role. And to you make it, someone smaller, you know, someone that was kind of oh Ben Affleck would have been too manly for no. that role. Yeah, yeah, no. and same with Scott Speedman. I mean, no, we're not Scott Speedman fan. If anyone is listening to this podcast and you know who Scott Speedman is, yeah, one bless you, and two, like yeah, he's 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 not yeah. a a little guy. He's more like a poor yeah. man's Scott Con. Yeah. I, <laughs> Interesting way to look at it. All right. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. I was going to say more of like a, a, he's almost like a Chris Helmsworth, Chris Evans build. Like he's a big guy. Yeah, but he's not as tall. The the Hemsworths oh, are, the Hemsworths are, yeah, he's a, yeah. he's a, he's a built guy, but he's not as tall as those guys are. Yeah. But it's still, he's, he's more manly than let's say Justin Long is. And no offense to yeah. Justin Long. I mean, you're hilarious and we, we love what you, your, your work. Yeah. But. You're that guy. You're the yeah. the nerd from Dodgeball. You're right. the you're the guy helping out uh, with your hacker friends, helping Bruce Willis, you know, save the world in Die Hard Four. You're right. not Scott Speedman. You're not Ben Affleck. But On side note, anyway. Justin Long get a chance going the distance. Oh, I love hasn't that been movie. seen by a lot of people. Isn't that also Kevin Smith? Mm, not sure. Oh no no sorry. I'm thinking of the one Kevin yeah. Smith did with Timothy Oliphant. Oh, you're thinking of wasn't that something fishing? Yeah, something fishing. Uh, Jennifer Gardner, look right? It up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jennifer Gardner. Yeah, yeah. Something fishing. Yeah, and Justin. So, but there's uh oh no, no. Justin Long and Kevin Smith did uh, the Tusk. Oh, Ooh. yeah. Um, no, I'm thinking of uh, going the distance where Charlie Day steals the whole movie. Charlie Day, Sedakis, yeah, Just, right? Yeah, Sedakis. Yeah. Justin Long. Uh, Justin Long. And Drew Barrymore. So Again, that. it's a it's a rom com. Yeah. Rom com. So don't get sidetracked with that. It's all. Jason Sudeikis and and Charlie Day just steal the whole oh, movie. Yeah. So just watch. Actually, you can fast forward most of it and just go to their scenes. <laughs> actually, so yeah. Uh, also, this is like because a lot of uh, Bruce or sorry, Die Hard films. Mm-hmm. Uh, John McClane is protecting a family member. Right. That really wasn't in the plot number three, but they brought that element back because it's all uh, protecting his daughter. Right. Lucy McClane. Right. And they auditioned a bunch of people. And including Britney Spears and Jessica Simpson. How would that have worked? Before settling on the actress that did play his daughter. She hasn't done much, but... um, Yeah, but she was was good. Yeah, she was good. Yeah. Yeah, I really liked Die Hard 4. I thought it was great. Yeah. I thought the the action sequences were awesome. Now that I'm thinking about it, there was the elevator scene. Yeah, it's the elevator scene. Yeah, I'm thinking about it. There is, yeah. I really, I enjoyed. It. I really enjoyed Die Hard Four. I thought it was great. Yeah, if we're going really back well to together. the whole, they use a pit, a pivotal scene in each movie revolves yeah. around an elevator. Yeah. yeah, the whole fire sale idea that they had going on and stuff. I thought was great. And yeah, no, I thought I really enjoyed Number Four. Yeah, and Timothy Oliphant. Yeah. I didn't really know him too much before Die Hard Four, mm-hmm. and I thought he nailed it as a mm-hmm. more of a, a younger techie bad guy. Yeah, in the, for what was two thousand seven. Yeah. Yeah. I like I like I like Timothy Oliphant. He's he's no Jackman, but I mean he's got uh, he's got some chops. I like him. <laughs> I remember him from Go. He was the uh, he was the, the Timothy Oliphant. He was the bad guy in Go. Oh man, I can remember mention... Go. Yeah, I remember oh, Go. That was good. That was a great movie. Yeah, yeah. No, Timothy Oliphant, who is referred to lovingly by a lot of people as Mister Oliphantastic, fitting oh, tribute. His uh, his uh, TV show Justified. Yeah, I never watched that. No, really no. good. Isn't that a western? No, no, um, then I'm way off. No, he plays like a cowboy 
kind so of character, but it's it's not. No, it's not. If you're a cowboy, it's a fucking western. Well, not if it's modern times. He's in Texas, and so this is the, the Woody Harrelson, Keith Sutherland cowboy way movie. Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> so he's just a cowboy in New York City. Never mind. Trying to find, trying to find his way. Is that what this is about? <laughs> no, no, no. Is he is he on a ranch? If he's on a ranch, it's a fucking cowboy. He's movie. not on a ranch. I think he's like a he's a sheriff, but in modern times, not. It's yeah, he's not modern times. What are you talking about? <laughs> like he's a current. He just wears a cowboy hat. He's not. So he's not a cowboy. He just wears a cowboy. Hat. You're thinking of. Oh, sorry. And I was going back to what your movie. You're thinking of catch and release. Oh yeah. Well, that's yeah. fishing. Now dead. <laughs> that's he was, totally fishing. That was yeah. It was about. <laughs> that was bang on it's there. A fishing reference. I yeah. Guess. Totally. Uh, he was on Deadwood, which is a a western. Yeah. But the justified. Oh, actually, you know where I love him the most. He was the smarmy bad guy and girl next door oh yeah that's right that was so funny yeah he that was movie really was great good. is the yeah. juice worth the squeeze you yeah. and i still use that yeah. reference yeah i'm gonna go to uh i gotta find justified so i can read the the plot because it's not a cowboy yeah an old school u.s marshal is reassigned from miami to his childhood home in poor rural uh eastern kentucky and mm. he's got to deal with bad guys there but it's not a it's not a western mm. he's just a but he wears a cowboy hat. He, yeah, he wears a cowboy hat. But he's a marshal. He's a U.S. marshal. Are the people he's fighting wearing cowboy hats? No. Well, maybe sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes, but it's mm. not a. It's not like what we typically think of like a western. Okay, but he's a U.S. marshal. He's a U.S. marshal, not a water marshal. No. <laughs> no, he's not a. He's not a water marshal. Mm. I'm not buying this plot. <laughs> well, I can't believe water marshal. That was funny. Yeah. Um. So anyway, he's we're guarding the water. He's yeah, he's a water. He's protecting the water. Bruce Willis was a water marshal in striking distance. <laughs> Google it. He's catching all. He's seriously catching the people that are <laughs> the water. Now, in between number four, and they did make a Die Hard five, mm. not as commercially successful domestically. It's not a great movie. I like the fact. I didn't we, mind it. It's called A Good Day to Die Hard, mm-hmm. 2013. So the most recent, this is Die Hard 5. Mm-hmm. Um, a $92 million budget, uh, but it only did $67 million domestic. However, mm-hmm. uh, Die Hard movies do amazing overseas, and they right. did $237 million foreign mm-hmm. for a $300 million total worldwide. So you yeah. triple, you're, you're making money anyway. Yeah. It just wasn't as... No. Good. But I still didn't mind it. Yeah. Because it's still a Die Hard movie, right? So to me, it's... The Die Hard series is like porn. Okay. I'm I'm waiting for this analogy. Well, (laughs) some are better than others, but you'll still watch it. Uh, You're still getting enjoyment. You're still getting enjoyment. That's what it is. I I got what you're saying. Die Hard movies are just like, it's just, it's porn for us, right? Because you're going to watch John McClane action porn. Yeah. Some are better than the Swedish are the best. (laughs) Yeah. They make we, <laughs> we know we know that we're not going to go to the quote, uh, but that's what it is. Yeah, you're a guy. It's Die Hard. You're going to watch it. It's all yeah. there is to it. Some are better than others, but you're still going to watch it. Well, so. we'd have to definitely say that number five is the lowest on our list. Yeah, five just seemed kind of rushed to me. I don't know. I just kind of felt like it's it actually was, the shortest of all the Die Hard movies, like lengthwise. Like, no, I mean rush. Like they just were like, hey, let's do another Die Hard. You know. And well, it, that's I know, what but I mean there by rush. Six you know? years in between the films, you could have taken your time. Is it really? It was that, yeah, like it was 2013. Oh. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't know what I'm talking about then. Well, on top of that, yeah. I mean, but I still I, didn't mind it. I like the plot point of let's have a a grown up John McClane Jr. Mm-hmm. his son, mm-hmm. and let's kill. He's a cop, and let's yeah. kill bad guys together, yeah. or try and save our family. Like I'm fine with the plot. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if it was. A diehard movie. Like, yeah, I see what you're saying. I get, it wasn't I enough diehard. Gotcha. Gotcha. So again, I'm not going to keep going there. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but I a had a whole of, reference in my mind. But it's so not. they actually ca- uh, casted uh, yeah. an actor named uh, Jai. I want to say, I hope I'm saying this right, Jai Courtney, to play his son. Yeah, and he's been in a bunch of stuff since then. Well, while you look yeah. that up, yeah. I'm going to read off some of the other uh, choices for the role. Uh, they considered, and I, I don't mind some of these choices, Aaron Paul, who is uh, on Breaking Bad, mm-hmm. Paul Walker, but I don't think he pulls off, I don't know, John McClane enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, ben Foster, 
Oh, you yeah. Remember Ben yeah. Foster from uh, yep. Alpha Dog and mm-hmm. stuff like that? I like that. Ben Foster, yeah. And this is probably the worst of the decisions, and I'm glad that they didn't go this way. Justin Timberlake. Oh, really? 100%. Justin Timberlake was up for the role yeah. of John McClane's son. Couldn't see that. No. I mean, I like Justin Timberlake. I thought he was great in uh, Trouble with the Curve and oh, he's, uh, yeah. friends, friends with Benefits. Social Network. And, yeah, Social Network and stuff but like that. This, but is not, this is not – you're not John McClane's son. Let's yeah. – no. So yeah. what's some other stuff uh, Jai Courtney's uh, done? Because I know I recognize him from other stuff. Well, he did like Divergent, I, Frankenstein, Unbroken, uh, Last Terminator. Oh, that's right. He is in the, the Terminator series. Suicide Squad. Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh. oh, didn't he play uh, the boomerang? Yeah, yeah, he played boomerang yeah, in Suicide Squad. That's, that's right. Wasn't in it for long. So that is the Die Hard series up to this point. Uh, we should, uh, you know, end this uh, podcast. We'd love to talk even more about Die Hard, but then we just, keep going on. That seemed like it was a long podcast. How long yeah, we're talking? over an hour now. All right, yeah, at this point, yes. I'd like to tell a funny story before we leave. Okay, going back to Pulp Fiction. Okay. Pulp Fiction's released. We're living in Winnipeg. Yes. No, I don't know if you, I don't know if you remember this. Yep. Everyone's going to see it. Everyone's going bat oh, crazy exactly about what it. You're going to say. Everyone's, I haven't seen it yet. I'm late to the party. I still yeah. haven't gone to see it yet. I remember it was you and I. I'm like, let's go see. I got to see Pulp Fiction. Was it the Garrick? I think it was at the Garrick, I think. Yeah. You know? We're talking Garrick, Winnipeg It's either Garrick or, it's, or it was at Grand Park. I can't remember. I think can't it was remember. the Garrick. And, yeah. and it was like a Sunday night and you and I went. Yeah. Movie starts, and this is back in the day when they have the curtains. Yes. The curtain goes halfway up. Yeah. And then drops back down. Yeah. The f- curtain broke. Yeah. It's, yeah. I totally remember this. Do you remember that? Yeah. And after we it took waited, me so long to see it, fix it. Yeah. and they couldn't fix the curtain, so we didn't get to see the damn movie. And we had to get, they gave us a rain check yeah. to come back another time. Yeah. Yeah. I totally remember that's the only time that's ever happened to me in my life. Yeah. And again, yeah. I still remember that. I was like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. Like, I'm literally, we're like the last person to see this damn movie, and everyone's going to ruin it for me. Yeah. You know, and this is what happens. Ugh. I totally remember that happening. 1994. <laughs> good times, good times, good times. Okay, let's end this podcast. All right. So, again, it's going to take a long time to edit it. John, that's, that's all right. Yeah. John McClain, I wish he was my dad. Yep. Great podcast. We talked about the Funko, we talked about all five movies. Right. I would like to also end this telling you that. I found out in development right now is Die Hard 6. I did hear that. Did McLean, you hear that? Called it's McLean, just right? called McLean. Yeah. So uh, Len Wiseman, who directed number four, yeah. is coming back to direct it. The only thing that's been attached is the name. Mm-hmm. Bruce Willis is coming back, obviously, is John McLean. Mm-hmm. And I did say he's going to be 64 in March. Uh-huh. Uh, so this movie is in development. Yeah. I we There's no plot details. But uh, it, there is a new Die Hard, Die Hard Six in the works right now. Well, very cool. I don't know. I don't know what the plot's going to be. But I, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. Doesn't it's matter. Die Hard. I'm going to see it. So, so we've got the Funko Pops available yeah. on our website. Something that we are is very exciting to end this podcast that we want to announce is uh, we did mention our website is up kdogandfish.com, and we did a contest recently. On mm-hmm. social media, and we gave away a giant 10-inch uh, T-Rex pop. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Mm-hmm. And we're uh, happy to announce on this podcast, our next contest is going to be giving away a diehard Target-exclusive box that includes the ex- Target-exclusive John McClane. He's in the bloody white tank top, mm-hmm. uh, shoeless, holding a gun. Really cool pop. And... It includes a uh, Funko Pop T-shirt yeah. of uh, him swinging, smashing through the window, smashing through the window. Yeah, very cool T-shirt too. It's such a cool set. They're not easy to get. These mm. again were Target exclusives in the states. We are going to give away one of these boxes. So go to uh, K Dog and Fish on Instagram and on Facebook. Enter the contest. First of all, you have to like us on Facebook or Instagram. Mm-hmm. You like the contest post, and then you tag three friends in the post. You can double your chances by entering on Facebook and Instagram, and then we are going to give that box away. Go for it. Do it. Awesome. Can't wait. Yeah. Thank you for turning in to our podcast, folks. This is Fish. I'm K-Duck. And we'll see you next time. See you.